You are now tuned in to The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. Back at our alma mater, Amherst College, we brought Brooklyn and black culture to the airwaves. What started out as a black culture theme house project transformed into a regular record-breaking radio show addressing a need of prominent black female presence, voices, and culture in the Pioneer Valley of Western Massachusetts. Through music, talk segments, and guest female powerhouses such as Angela Yee, Hey everybody, what's up? It's Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club on Power 105.1. And Cardi B. Cardi B! We engage the community in a positive and unique way. And now we're ready to morph again. The Takeover with Kristen and Christine has made its way to podcast form. And we're bringing you our brand new perspective of two young black women reacquainting ourselves with the city. With all things music, media, and black girl magic, bringing the world some of our lighthearted but heavy-hitting talk segments, including The Takeover. Where did Kristen and Christine go this week? How are we reacquainting ourselves with NYC? We'll let you know what we did, what we liked, or didn't like, about the place, the vibe we got, and how we made it work for us. The turn-up is always real when The Takeover walks in, so of course we want to share it all with you. We'll also be bringing you Black Girl Lit, and the lit is for literature, okay? One of our shorter segments, Black Girl Lit, will be a quote from something I've read or I'm reading, an article, book, tweet, etc., followed by a little context on where it's coming from and, of course, my opinion on it. Of course, we got to bring us something from our mothers, so we got a segment called We Got It From Our Mamas. Things we've learned from our phenomenal mothers, Chili and Lola, as well as the other amazing women who have mothered us along the way, because hashtag it takes a village. Yes, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have the gathering. So, you know, it's like Thanksgiving. We get together and get it together. Here to fix all the business. Yes, you lost your way along the road, but that's what we're here for. To gather you, mm-hmm, gather <laughs> and place your feet on solid ground. And finally, we have this amazing segment called The World is in Need of Blank Today. Like it sounds, there's a fill-in-the-blank specifically in response to our episode at large, so tune in to get the buzzword that brings it all together. We have a ton of other segments and interviews with special guests who are also navigating their lives through New York City through the entertainment industry. They are creatives and tastemakers, they are activists and socialites, they are taking over the city and doing so fabulously. And we want to share their craft and point of views with you. From wealth inequality to a dearth of black women being listened to, cultivated, and compensated for their work, we have recognized the struggle black women have faced for social enterprises. And so as we step into media and entertainment, we aim to navigate another gap, dreams, a lot of culture, and of course, reacquainting ourselves with the city that never sleeps, the city that we knew and the city that we are growing to love. Follow us, The Takeover, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, iTunes, and SoundCloud at The Takeover CC. The Takeover, taking Taking over over the the podcast podcast game one episode at a time. You are now tuned in to The Takeover Takeover with Kristen and Christine. All right, y'all. This is the inaugural episode, episode one. Let's get it started. (laughs) All right. So we're The Takeover, two young women navigating New York City. Two black young women. Okay. Yeah. Make it make it clear. Yeah. Through everything, music, media, and black girl magic. Of course. Um, so up first we just wanna talk to you guys a little bit about how we took over a little thing thing last week. What went on last thing, week? Thing thing. Um <laughs> last week was Christine Crossdale's birthday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um and we went to POPO eight. Oh yes. Where was that? It's in House Kitchen. It's a bomb Peruvian restaurant. Oh, it's Peruvian. I didn't know what it was. was. But um yeah, it was bomb. I had I had a whole chicken. 
Oh, the matador combo. The matador <laughs> combo. Um, yeah, it, the food was amazing. I had take. Um, I, I took food home. Um, but I think the most important thing was how Christine <laughs> had a boatload of guests. Oh, I did. I had um, fourteen people. There her to invitees to um, celebrate her birthday, which was amazing. Yeah, I had everybody from my first friend Khadija. Your first friend? Yeah, my first friend. Oh my god! I yeah, didn't know Khadija. That. She was in the building. Two most recent um, people that I've met at Amherst College. Um, it was great. It was a great time. Everything in between. My prep fam was there. Mm-hmm. My poly fam was yeah. there. She started twerking when she um, we sang happy birthday yes, to her. Yes, I did. Of course. Of course. <laughs> have to. In the restaurant. <laughs> Listen, it's my birthday. I do what I want. Uh-huh. And I want to do what I want. And then after, <laughs> we spent a bunch of time at P.O.P.O. 8. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Best Eye Brooklyn. But what did we do before we went to Best Eye Brooklyn? We oh, we took that Uber. Uber. Mm. That Uber XL. Um, do you have the files from those? Listen. From that night? <laughs> I don't want to really tell y'all what was going down in the Uber, but the, it was going down in the our Uber. Our Uber driver was with he was the shit. He was with it. Can I Martin was <laughs> Martin was Martin was about that life. Um, yeah, he he really turned up the music all the way. Nobody was had nobody a was in on. there. No one no? had a seatbelt on. No, barely anybody was in their chairs. Properly. I was I was in my seat. Thank you very you much. You wasn't sitting <laughs> the right way, Kristen. You was turned backwards, backwards. <laughs> Oh, but man. yeah, so we took the Uber down to my boy Kai's house, and we ended up in Best Eye Brooklyn for the after party things, and more people rode through. Um, it was great. You know? Yeah, I didn't get home till like what three o'clock, three thirty. I called you at like four o'clock. That what was time did you get home, Christine? Seven thirty a.m. Why? Um, so I'm gonna tell on myself. So basically, what had happened was I was in the house, right, passed out, right, I woke up. Mm-hmm. Went downstairs. And nobody knew where she was. Yeah. I was actually, I was <laughs> terrified because I'm like, okay, the birthday girl is not here with At everyone. And I'm teams. talking about like we are cracking jokes, we are playing music. Wow, we I are, a lot. like we played a game. What was it? Never have I ever. Lord wow. have mercy. Wow. Okay, wow. please update me at the end of this. Oh um, yes, we'll update you. <laughs> I, I would expose anybody. But, but yes, yeah, so I woke up at seven thirty. In the morning. In the morning, mm-hmm. trying to find my stuff. Yeah, she texted so me like, up all my did you stuff. call me or text me? I called you, and I was I FaceTimed you, and I was like, yo. Where's I my wallet? Where's my wallet? <laughs> so apparently, you know, my wallet went, went missing for like a good hour. Come to find out that I had my friend's wallet, and my friend had my oh, wallet. I didn't know you had a wallet. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad, too. You know what's funny? Because I couldn't find my card, mm-hmm. my debit card, right before I was leaving. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. I left it at the restaurant. But mm-hmm. then... It was somewhere in my bag, but right. the night. But it was overall, it was a great It was a great evening. You know, my birthday was the Wednesday, so we had this on the Friday. You know, apparently I'm going to be turning up my birthday for the rest of the month. I th- um, yeah, according to DJ Relly Rell. According Rell. to DJ Relly Rell. Um, but I think it was a great start, and I'm so grateful to have all my friends present. And it's only just begun, apparently. The mm-hmm. big two-two don't stop. Mm-hmm. This time you can't sleep. The, ne- the nah, next nah, couple nah, celebrations. I'm going to be wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, up next we have Black Girl Lit, and the lit is for literature. Mm -hmm. Um, Our first Black Girl Lit, of course, has to go to Angela Davis. I got this quote from the Angela Davis reader. Um, Actually, when I was looking up Black Girl Lit on Instagram, I was like, wow, like, did I create this? Because this is really clever. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, nah, I didn't. They had thousands. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was not a thousand. Thank you very much. (laughs) I think it was like, Four fifty nine or something no, like that. I'm jacking it was probably no, it was two hundred two hundred seventy four posts. Okay, well, so um, two hundred how much? 
74 posts. Okay, so we'll, we'll be the 275th. Okay. <laughs> um, and I actually saw some cool um, stuff under here. Actually, one of them was from Mount Holyoke. True. So shout, shout out to, to the Pioneer Holyoke. Valley. Um, let's see. I can't find it. It was a pamphlet. Okay, yeah. So they had this event, and it was called Black Girl Lit. And it was like between literature, performance, and memory happening. It happened on like May 5th and 6th. But yeah, I thought it was cute. Um, so yeah, our Black Girl Lit today is coming from Angela Davis's reader. And the quote is, Like their men, black women have worked until they could work no more. Like their men, they have assumed the responsibilities of family providers, the unorthodox feminine qualities of assertiveness and self Reliance, for which black women have been frequently praised but more often rebuked, are reflections of their labor and their struggles outside of the home. Um, I thought this was, first of all, I read this in like, what, what was it, like junior year? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the quote quote perfectly because I put like power next to it. I highlighted it, OD. I was specifically um, speaking on the labor force for black women and how obviously black women were left out of the feminist um just like the paradigm and figuring out ways that we can incorporate incorporate ourselves into that. Um, and it was basically saying like a lot of the qualities that we have as women, assertiveness, uh, as black women, assertiveness and self-reliance um, had to do with the, uh, the necessity to be inside the labor force. Um, yeah, and I just felt like it also very clearly describes us too, like very assertive, hardworking, self-reliant. Never, yeah. Don't yeah. need no man. But um yeah, I just thought it was really powerful. It's a powerful um it's a powerful quote and it just speaks to the history of black women in this country and um and I don't know, I just it makes me feel like very powerful like the fact that she can't outline these things in comparison to men and obviously in comparison to a movement that was very much structured on white women um i think it was was bomb mm-hmm. shout out to angela davis mm-hmm. there's also just that idea of like resiliency right because black women have also done it paid and mostly unpaid, unpaid right and right. black women constantly doing this unpaid labor of okay rearing the children okay getting everybody else in line okay fathering mothering uh, movements and Mm -hmm. not getting the recognition that they deserve so for another black woman to be able to you know put this down for put this the pen to paper and essentially like capture what it is the essence of a black woman and her work is just powerful um i also think it's just bomb because angela davis is one of those amazing women that you know she's all prolific prolific and sometimes she doesn't get the right like honor that she deserves like most people only know her for her afro period mm-hmm. it's like no like she's a writer she's an activist she's a mover and a shaker and she's still around to this day yes. still doing amazing things we actually One of saw very her few. we actually saw her remember we went to smith and we saw her mm. shout out to the pioneer valley shout out to the pioneer yeah. valley again um yeah i think um this definitely works perfectly into our i got it from my mama segment so as women that have been, as you said, like reared by really strong, independent women. Um, we have this segment that basically talks about um, things that we've learned from our mothers, things that we have um, kind of like repeated from them. So from my mama, you know, Miss Lola, um, yes. I've definitely been seeing the way in which I interact with children that are younger than me. Um, it's coming in the same 
form and fashion as my mom. So my mom has actually been a public school teacher for over 20 years. Shout yes. out to her. I don't oh know how she's done it. She had, so yo, she, she had thousands of kids before she had me. Like, <laughs> then she had only one. And then she had thousands of kids after me. Does she have a lot of people that, like, come back and, like, yes. meet her and like, stuff like that? Funny thing, so my name, right? Mm-hmm. So my first name and my middle name both come from her two students? of her students, yo. Aww. So the Christine was a Christina. That's why you destined to be smart. Look at that. <laughs> she was like, okay, let me pick my favorite oh, students. <laughs> um, No, but the first, my first name comes from... Uh, a student named Christina, and then my middle name comes from a student named Ayana. And those <laughs> students still stay in touch with my mom to Aww. this day. Um, but it's a, not just my mom just being a teacher, but it's the way in which she teaches, mm-hmm. and it's through having this disciplinarian way about her. So I'm going to tell y'all a quick little story. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, like, literally thinking about that moment at Amherst. When, Which one? <laughs> when our dear friend was on stage oh, and uh, things were going on. And she, she really just, to. she looked, she had, you know, like, when you just have that look and you're like, get down or get yeah, here. Get you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the look that your mother had. Stay. <laughs> That's oh my, my mom God. went into. Yeah. <laughs> Disciplinary. Well, that's that's what I see myself doing to some of these kids. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a quick story. So, um, I graduated from Amherst thinking I was going to go to law school. Didn't. Um, didn't have a job. Was sitting. Then summer camp started at my church. So, I was a summer camp counselor. So, I had fifth and sixth graders. So, these kids are 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Um and then fast forward to the end of the summer, received a position at my old program, yes, our old program, prep. prep for Prep, where I'm now going to be a counselor to 7th, 8th, and ninth graders. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm working with kids that are 10 years plus younger than me. That's crazy. Right. That means you've been out of the program for 10 I've years been, plus. I'm old. You're old. Mm. We're old. Okay. <laughs> um, I haven't been out of <laughs> the program as long as you know. Probably like, what, like eight years now? Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, though, my my counseling style, my my counseling style, which comes from my mom's teaching style, is essentially like I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to let you fall, hurt yourself, figure it out and then learn from it. And matter of fact, just ask you questions about it mm-hmm. and then probably scold you along the way. Like, didn't I tell you to? <laughs> um but nonetheless, it's all about, like, influencing the future generations. I think particularly with the young women that I've had the pleasure of counseling this summer, it's just been amazing to see their growth and understanding themselves in the context of themselves as opposed to in the context of the young men that are in their groups. So I'll give you a perfect example. I had this little girl, and, you know, she was rougher and tougher than all the guys. Mm-hmm. And the boys would be like, oh, stop trying to act like us. Or, oh, we need to act more like her because she's doing X, Y, Z better than us like that's not fair or oh they would want her on their team are these like physical activities yeah and then they would want her on their team because they'd be like oh she could get us more points but at the end of the day it was us who picked her to be on the team like we gave her a chance Mm -hmm. and i'm like don't you ever let somebody tell you that they gave you a chance Mm -hmm. you gave yourself a chance you are the one who came with the talents and they merely were able to profit off of it but essentially it's your natural given talent it's yours you possess it not somebody else and I think that's something that my mom always taught me and taught her students that you possess your identity you possess your opportunity you are the person who give yourself the chance no one else gave that chance to you um and so I think that that's just a a powerful thing and I'm so appreciative to know that you know I wanted to you know break into the entertainment world directly but being able to counsel these kids and see their their talents growing while my talent is growing just amazing because some of them are just much more gifted than I was you know I I see kids you know I see kids songwriting and you know just putting together some creative arts creative 
bodies of work at such a young age and I'm like okay that's what we need to foster that's not right. what we stifle right, you know right. um, and so that's what I got from my mom allowing kids to be free with themselves of course not too free because then we gotta bring them back you Pull know bring them back <laughs> here boy but um, essentially just seeing seeing that I got from my mom that you know she didn't want me to go into education. She wanted me to have nothing to do with that field. But <laughs> it's being that I'm doing something good with it. Um, following in her footsteps is amazing. What about Mama Chili, Kristen? Yeah, um, she actually, like, dragged me for my... Um my my word usage mm. um the other day because i was like your, your i'm broke i'm not, not yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> but i was like i'm broke i'm like a lot of negative words like a joke you money know like funny. A, the money is very funny <laughs> right now but the what she was basically telling me is like you don't say that because that's like a firm that is that's basically like a it's like you're speaking it into you're existence. You're speaking into existence. That's your life if you're saying that's what you are. Um, so I was like, I'm broke and like a bunch of other negative things. Um, and most importantly, it was like, maybe I don't have money right now or at that moment, mm-hmm. but it was coming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and my aunt actually, my aunt, yeah, that point it was, <laughs> all right? Um, my aunt was with me because we were in Atlanta dropping my little sister Clark Atlanta and my aunt and my mom. So it was both of them. So like. They were like, oh, that's not Tag what you say. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. And okay. Um, and what they, I remember my grandmother saying, actually, so, you know, multi generations. Um, and she would always say, words and thoughts have molding powers. And it's something that my mom always repeats too. And um, they were telling me, it was like, do not, there's no I'm broke or I, I will. Because I will is also implying like it's going to happen in sometime in the, in the future. future. They were like, I am and I have. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, let me post that. Let me put that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was just like, for me, the my I got it from my mom was definitely just um just being positive and recognizing how much and how important my words are um and what I put out there because as you said it like has like very strong ramifications or repercussions um in my life. Cool, cool. All right, y'all. We'll be right back with our final segment, the gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but for right now, we just want to give you a PSA. This episode of The Takeover was brought to you by Full Creative Control. Based in New York City, they are a brand management and event planning company with a roster jam-packed with rappers, singers, podcasters, DJs, and small businesses. Nonetheless, they are here and want to remind you that you should live life and take control. Control. All right, y'all. So this is our final segment. The Gathering. The Gathering. Um, tell us a little bit more about the gathering, Kristen. What's about to happen? Well, it's like what again? It's like Thanksgiving. Okay, I like me some some Thanksgiving. I like me some food. <laughs> I like to be filled up. You know what? We get together and then we get it together. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, okay. Um, you know we trying to fix everybody's business out here because some people it's too a mess. bad mind. Some uh, people don't have it together. You too bad mind. You too bad mind. <laughs> some people just don't have it together, and so basically. You might have lost your way along this road called life, but guess what? That's what the takeover is here for. We're here to gather you and place your feet on some solid ground. So, who are we gathering today, Kristen? We're gathering Trump America. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but Speak first, to it. Um, so basically, we were on CNN mm. um, and we saw this label called Trump America. So, in the line of, and this is CNN politics, so in the line of 45, Congress, Security, the Nine, Trump America question mark and then the state to me i was just like why are we labeling 
this segment as Trump America. Like it's supposed to basically, it's basically supposed to be like the executive branch because all these other things are like the forty-five is what. Let's open that. The forty-five is already about him. The latest <laughs> one, President Donald Trump, the White House, and the first family, which I don't want to see. So let me <laughs> remove myself. Um, then you have sec- Congress. Then you have security. The nine is the Supreme Court. Trump America, and then the state, I believe, is supposed to be like, a, oh, it's the digital magazine from the CNN politics. My thing is like, why not say Trump or why not say America? Um, How about we not America, say anything? Or we, that? like, let's put, a, let's put a different label on it. To me, just because of like, first of all, this is CNN, who he is like railed against for having fake news all the time. Mm-hmm. So we're literally, I, I, I guess it could be satire or something like that, but it just seems off that you would label a whole segment Trump America when it's about healthcare, immigration, business, and economics. So are we saying that he is in control of all of that? I think not. I thought the three branches worked together. <laughs> I thought that's how it worked. Well done. Anyways, um, I just feel like it's, as what's, what we have here is like, he's already someone who's very high and mighty. Um, he's an egomaniac. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. Um, and to give him the, already a platform on a place that he already criticizes and ba- not only criticizes, he bashes. Like, and it's, a, it's a pretty logo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, why? It's, it's like, like really nice. It, 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 colors in it and everything. Like, what but are we doing here? You really about to give him more space in a place that he already takes over too much. Nonetheless, this week on in Trump America, there's a lot going down. And from, from him speaking on Charlottesville as if he can take both sides as if there is no wrong side. Yeah, I it, I don't think it even is taking both sides. It's literally like I'm being vague enough so I can support these white nationalists. That's what to me is nationalists, like. white nationalists question mark. Right. And that's what that's what question CNN mark. got dragged for, right? Right. Nationalists. These are not nationalists. These are supremacists. Right. These are people that have want nothing to do with anyone else that does that has a little melanin in their skin, mm-hmm. aka the takeover, aka anyone mm. that's possibly listening to the takeover. Um, they just want no parts. Um, which is crazy because this Trump America that we're talking about was built by the same people that you're bashing, that you're criticizing, mm-hmm. that you're you have you want nothing to do with, that you want to see erased. The same people that you brought over from their various countries, doing what they do, chilling like they need right. like yeah. You brought them over. You made them create this world that you now call Trump America. I think not. Um, the same Trump that said. Um, I think it's very poor. It's, it's very just poor, poor on like CNN's part. It, yeah. Um, I also just think that it's also called Trump policy, and his policy thus far in his now, what, 200 days, 200 plus days in office has been subpar, and it's not helping anyone, not even himself. Um, I'm just very appalled by Mr. 45, um, (laughs) although it's very much in line with everything that he's been saying since he was even thinking of running for president. Um, it's unfortunate that his... It's also very in line with his um his lineage, like his mm, family lineage. His, his dad was part of the KKK, okay. wasn't he? The same people that we're calling nationalists now. Yeah. So, <laughs> if this is their America, I don't want no parts in it. I will take the first plane, right. first yeah. boat back to Jamaica, back to Cuba, back TBH, to... TBH, I don't got nowhere to go, so we're going to get this... We're going to figure this <laughs> out because I, I don't got no place to go. Uh, but here's the gather on all of this. Um... 
I think we need to think about what's upcoming in terms of politics. We need to mm. look, think about our local elections. We need to think about the elections that are vastly approaching us in October and November. As Queen Maxine said, folks okay. on um, getting this man impeached. Right. We need. We, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of steps that we need to take. But ultimately, this we should have never been able to see something like mm-hmm. this called Trump America. Mm-hmm. There should have never been a Trump in office. We should have trumped him from before he even trumped right. us. Um, ultimately, to literally, like, to literally have people mobilized online because basically he used the same strategy that that Obama used to to get get followers literally like going to these smaller areas um gain support um use social media very heavily knowing that it was exactly what he needed what he needed regardless of what he's saying like the more he puts stuff out there the more anybody is literally going to follow what he mm-hmm. says and it was more about like all the negative things that he was saying and all the people that he done rebuked and all the people that he discriminated against and mocked and ridiculed, et cetera. Like, that's what we made it about. And that, in turn, is what we're about to experience is, mm. like, the belittling of these, of everybody, of people that, of disabled people, of people that need um, health care, which is basically everybody. Um, on of immigrants, on undocumented immigrants. citizens, you yes. know. Um, people of color, women, small business owners, small business trying owners, to like everybody. So, like, what are we doing? You know, and the fact that we have so many people still following his tweets, you know, still, you know, basically following him. Um, we're giving, we're adding more fuel to his fire. It's a scary thing, though. <laughs> it is a scary thing because it's like, how do you not like? It's like part of like we do have to keep track of him because like we can't let certain things that he does go under the radar. Um, so I feel like it's, there's something really important about tracking it, but it's it's how you, like the language that you use to track him, you understand? So Trump America might not be the best way to, to track him because it seems like you're giving him enough, as you said, that's like giving him space to say, oh, I have control over the whole of America right. because I'm CNN is labeling it Trump America. All I know is that Trump, at this very moment, he's still taking L's and we're giving him W's by even allowing him to have this moment in time. Um, I think it's unfortunate to know that so many things have happened. Policy, personal things in his own life, um, the recent events in Charlottesville, mm. and yet he's Boston hasn't... now, North Carolina. Even our foreign affairs... And what he's been able to do with that, we've ba- basically, basically we're being threatened to be bombed at any second. And, and this, he is inciting it. And I am scared. Right. Okay. So guess what? And so so this is, and this is Trump America that we're dealing with. Um, I don't know. I think in order to gather him, I don't know what advice I would give to Trump or to see. Okay. to see I, I have an advice for him. Step down. Like, please. Sat down. Sat down. Where's the button? <laughs> Um, CNN, we need you to do better when it comes to, you know, giving us the news as it should be. Of course, show us, you know, the things that Trump is doing, but be take also take a side as to what he's doing, you know. You're you're giving us these stories about But the thing is like we've we literally know the side he's on. And so for us to speak very vaguely on him or um speak of him in a positive light at all, to me is literally like we're ignoring the fact that he has he has like said what he believes in. Mm-hmm. He has well look at his promises. He's promised to repeal and replace Obamacare, which is <laughs> halted. Um, he's promised to halt Muslim entry into U.S. He's promised to move the U.S. embassy in J- Israel to Jerusalem, which is inciting difference between this country that we should have no parts in. Um, 
he's already succeeded to withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement, which then Dumb, removes the us. Dumbest thing ever. Which environmentalists, or any anybody, including those who are disadvantaged, we are the ones um, that are being suffer hurt the, the most, most. Exactly in terms of okay. the environment. So there's that. Um, he's almost close to blocking Syrian refugees, considering that Obama was the one that was allowing. Syrian refugees to come in. So just reversing Obama policies overall. Um, reversing environmental restrictions. He's promised to Im- improve Russia relations, but he's done poorly at that thus far. He's working on building the U.S.-Mexico like border wall even in, that much more. They were involved in bringing our elections. Like, what right. are um, Deporting millions of undocumented immigrants. He's still trying to do that, which then leads into the green light pipelines like DAPL and Keystone. He's almost fulfilled that um he's fully fulfilled withdrawing from the tpp um he's on his way to renegotiating or withdrawing from nafta um in terms of education getting rid of the common core um and then all these at the bottom that he's said all these open blanket statements building up guantanamo bay as opposed to taking it away altogether um rebuilding america's infrastructure which is just a big blanket term for absolutely nothing um (laughs) creating a muslim registry why do we need that right because we're tracking people people, okay so Um, stars because this is his america so he must know everybody okay Mm -hmm. um bring jobs back from overseas he has done listen um bring back torture he's promised to wait 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 Wow! Wow! Wait, that's a that's like on just building like, up Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, it says bring back torture. Wait, is this no CNN? Well, where yeah, it is. Like, we need to click this. Where where is this taking us? Wow! Oh yeah. Okay. All in all, <laughs> those who still um, accept or still acknowledge America as their home, um, land of the free, <laughs> home of the brave. Um, we need to do our part as well. I'm gonna gather ourselves. We we allowed this person to take. No, office. not we. Do not say oh. we. I am part of the 95 percent of black women who voted for okay. Hillary. Thank Yo, you very much. Behind. Okay. Um, but all in all, this Trump America stuff gotta go. It's gotta go. We need somebody else. Listen, Bernie America would have been lit. <laughs> um, I think Hillary America would have been kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. But damn, nothing nothing beats Trump America. So I don't need this. I don't mm. want no parts. Please, I don't remove, want no parts. Like, remove yourself and step down immediately. <laughs> Um, shoot, the takeover should probably run for uh, for office at um, this rate. Oh, office? Yeah, I don't know about. No, nah, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want, want that, that office. But I don't I, want that I, office. Maybe, Actually, we maybe just need Obama office. to come back third term. Where you at? Right. Anything else that you would like to gather for Sir Trump? I personally or like CNN, it, like every time I see his name, I get anxiety. Like mm. for real. Like when I because I'm like, okay, what's next? Like what's next? Like is. Is the world gonna end today? And it's, like, his, it's, his, it's his actions and also his inaction. Like, mm-hmm. how could both of yeah. those cause me fear? <laughs> like, and I, I just, I feel like it's hard enough for me to live. So, and and so it's exhausting to literally like check in and like make sure I'm aware of everything that's going on because that's important too. Like, I should, I should know what's going on with our country. Um, but then also it's like, am I gonna constantly like put myself in a state of depression because mm-hmm. I'm following this man? Right, and it doesn't help that a lot of these things are like. Breaking news with bright red. That's mm-hmm. already giving me even mm-hmm. more anxiety. It's, it's like, the CNN updates. You're just, have, you're just blowing up. It's blowing up. And it's allowing him to still allow his message to get out to all these people. Mm-hmm. Also, I could also wonder, like, what are these other countries thinking about us? <laughs> like, Oh, they think we're trash. Basura. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight garbage. Um, 
And that's probably because that's what's being reflected or being represented on that highest, the highest, um, the highest seat that you could have. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, How are we going to end this gathering? Because it's it's also giving me anxiety right now. My heart is heavy. Yeah. um, I think think we should definitely... um, Get into the world is in need of mm-hmm. right now. I think the world is in need of Obama today. <laughs> <laughs> I think the world is in need of some love today. You know, um, the summer camp, they've been learning about what the world needs is love. Um, they've been talking about the love from all, whether you believe in a higher power or not, just showing love to others. How do you show love to others? Send them a, send them a card, giving them a call, showing yes. them that you care. The acts of kindness, languages, being languages. oh yeah, being able to diversify your love language, like mm-hmm. giving someone a hug or you know, showing I, them that you care. It seems it it literally seems so simple, like so love one another. It could all but be so simple. It's such a radical and complicated act, literally. And I remember, and like for me, I affirmed that when I actually saw Sonia Sanchez in mm. Back in Amherst. Um, because she was like, I'm I'm all about love. Like, that's all I'm about. And it's like, to think of all the radical things she has done in order mm-hmm. for us to spread love. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, starting Black Studies departments all across the United States, being, um, being like, on the FBI list most wanted because she just literally wants to teach children about mm-hmm. their history and their mm-hmm. culture. Yeah, and that's... So, basically, love fills the gaps. Yeah. Like, love is literally what brings people together. Like, mm-hmm. because you love yourself you're basically filling a gap for all those that hate, you know? Yeah. And hate is also a very strong word, too. Like, mm-hmm. it, it almost feels as if, like, Trump hates his own. Like, I don't think he considers us his own. It, you know, like, do Right. It, you can't possibly, you know? So, so the idea is, like, what do we do for someone in an office like his to say, these are my own people. These right. are people that I identify with. These are people right. that are just we like, are these are human Americans. beings, okay? We stand together. Like, forget Americans. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a living, breathing right. creature. Like, hello? Right, right. I, I mean, the idea of the, the fact that the word minority does not mean I am lesser than you. Exactly. It just means that there are less numbers. Um, and I think that that's very important when it comes to thinking about love because the love must be running over. You know, just like the cup runneth over, the love should be running over. Um, so hopefully we can um, spread love today. You know how you can show love? By sharing this episode with somebody else and get fact. them to be inspired by what the takeover has to offer. Um, Where can they follow us? They can follow us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, SoundCloud, iTunes, and all of those are at the Takeover CC. Um yeah. So what do we have planned for the rest of the week? Where are we taking over? Mm, there's Before a little we thing get back here. called um, a podcast launch party that's oh, about really? to go down. When? Um, Thursday, August 24th, 2017 at Where? the Amarachi <laughs> um, Bar, Bar and Restaurant. 189 Bridge Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11208. Um, I'm glad you remember that. Because <laughs> I put everything into Google. I'm going to say it again. Amarachi <laughs> Bar and Restaurant, Brooklyn, New York. Amarachi Bar and Restaurant, 189 Bridge Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11238, actually. 11238. It'll be from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. We'll be showing you a little bit of where we've been, where we're going. We have some videos. We have great um, audio and visuals. Um, Who'll be there? Um, there'll be tons of people there. Um, we will be there. <laughs> there'll be tons of people. Um, we're gonna have DJ Relly Rel will be there on the ones and twos, as well as DJ Sino. 
Um, we're also gonna be having um, our mothers will be there. Yeah, I about to say I got it from my mama. You so know, so Chalopi will be there. Miss Lola will most definitely be there. Our assistants. Yeah, my little sister. Um, everyone who is everyone will and be there, and we want you to be there as well. So come. How can you? How can you get in? Oh, you got to go to Eventbrite. Let me pull up the link. Um, I believe it's the takeover cc launch i told you i google everything <laughs> um so once again it will be the takeovers podcast launch party on thursday august 24th 2017 at amarachi bar and restaurant 189 bridge street brooklyn new york it's actually 11201 wow <laughs> come celebrate with us um, I know a lot of people will be coming from work or whatever they do during the daytime. It'll be a nice little thirsty Thursday. You know what I'm saying? Thirsty Thursdays. From 7 to 11. Yeah. All right. Is that us tuning out? I think we're wrapping it up. Okay. Well, you are now tuning, tuning out of The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. See you all next week. Same time, same place. Later. Later.